I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in the millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. I am joined here today by none other than Sarah Naidu, who is a cancer freedom holistic coach. And I have to say, for the first time in my life, I have not heard of this type of path, yet it is certainly one that intrigues me because being from Houston, living in Houston, we are the you know health center of the world, especially as it relates to cancer treatments. And one thing I don't hear as part of this community are people who are actually coaching folks through the process and helping them to heal inside and out and getting past these diagnoses and all the trauma that comes from it. So without further ado, welcome, Ms. Saris, to the Metabusiness Millennial. Thank you so much, Erin. It's such an honor to be here speaking with you today. And I know a little bit about the work you do, and I honor you for doing that work as well. I guess we are all here to make a difference in the world. Absolutely. uh, Do the best we can. Yes. Absolutely. And I want to just start with, with just that, because what we do is making a difference in the world and what you're doing is very unique. I would love for you to just share, like, how did you get into this? Like, what was the the catalyst that inspired this journey? Because I, I know it's, a, it's an illustrious one. Yes. Well, it all started with my own journey with breast cancer 10 years ago. Mm. 10 years ago. And today I'm a cancer warrior. Come but, on now. Um, Yes, but, you know, let's take you back to 10 years ago, actually 12 years ago, when Mm -hmm. my husband was diagnosed with uh, kidney cancer. Okay. And uh, uh, I was a high school teacher at that time. And um, when he was, you know, there was no family history in his family or mine. And uh, he was diagnosed with cancer. And to give you the backstory, we lived a very healthy lifestyle. I'm a master gardener. I grew my own food. I cooked my own food. I did everything from scratch. Mm. We were very active, you know, and still cancer hit my husband. And then two years later, me with breast Mm. cancer. And I couldn't figure out, you know, where this came from. So I started doing the research. I didn't even know what cancer was. So I started researching what is this and why did it come to us, you know? Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I was always uh, spiritually inclined, you know, even though I came from a Hindu background, mm-hmm. but we we didn't uh, follow any religion as such. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, I followed the spiritual path from day one. Yeah. I was not full into it, you know, until, until this um, uh, cancer came to us and The more research I did, uh, the more I found out that, um, you know, this was uh, cancer was not really a disease. 
it, it was uh, a symptom really of something far greater that was happening in our bodies. Yes. And my quest was to find out what that was and I what was this. Mm -hmm. And that sent me on a roller coaster path, you know, of uh, transformation, actually. And later on, I found that the cancer really was my gift. It was my messenger. Yeah. It came to give me this really powerful message. Uh, you know how you get you get the little messages along the way and you ignore them and you don't pay attention. And then you get the big one and you it stops you in your tracks. That and part. That's what this cancer did, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I started journaling and I started writing a daily journal of what I was going through, not thinking anything of it because I just wanted to keep track for myself. And my husband did the same. And just uh, so you know, he was given four months to live and uh, he thrived. It's a good, happy story. He thrived for nine years. Come on, God. And yes. And, you know, he was stage four kidney cancer when we found out. And, uh, and I remember sitting with him when he was given that uh, diagnosis. And I looked at him and I said, as long as you are breathing, you can be helped. And I have no idea to this day where that came from. Mm. You know? And, and, you know, it stuck. And so, uh, and then two years later, when, when I was diagnosed, I knew there was something more to this. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing the deep work, the deep mm -hmm. inner work. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I got the answers. And, and, I was looking for a cancer coach and I could not find anyone to help me. You know, we have a really good medical system here in Canada, but in addition to the oncologist and the team and, uh, you know, the medical team, I needed somebody that I could talk to that would answer the questions that the medical team could not answer. Mm -hmm. And there was nobody to be found. You're talking 10 years ago, I could not find anyone. And mm -hmm. as I went deeper and deeper into my inner work, uh, I got the message that I had to do this work. No, yes. that's my job. You have to do this work. I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't know too much about this. Where do I start? And you know how in your head you ask these questions, right? And boom, as soon as I accepted the fact that I had to do this work, the emails showed up in my inbox. I started taking the courses. I became a Reiki master. I became a hypnotherapist, life coaching, shamanism, and now I'm a medium. I mean, really? <laughs> you know, it seems when you are ready, uh, the teachers show up. I love that. The is ready, the teachers show up. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. And I cannot tell you how much uh, it, you know, joy it gives me when I'm able to talk to people about my journey and, and help friends and family through their journey. Because I think I don't know anyone that hasn't been hit by cancer, you know, that knows a friend or a family member that's going through this journey. And uh, over the years, we've helped so many friends and family, you know, we'd invite them to come over and, and, chat with us and uh, just talk about the things that we did that helped us on our journey. And, and a big part of that was uh, 
finding the balance, you know, the, the mind, body, spirit balance. That you part. cannot just do the medical thing and get by and think you right. can get well, right? Right. Your body has, you have to be in balance, not just yeah. your body. Yeah. So we have to bring all these different aspects in order to, to be in balance. If one of those things are out of balance, then you are out of balance. 100%. And this is how I use the tools that I use, you know, of Reiki and hypnotherapy through that process of healing. I love that. There are so many things that you said that resonated with me. The first being when you received your diagnosis, like it's one thing to support someone else on a healing journey. It's another thing when you've been diagnosed with cancer which for many people, for most people, sounds like a death sentence. Mm -hmm. And then, so when you're faced with death, you can either fold, which yes. a lot of people do and succumb, or you can choose an alternative path. And that's the one, the path of healing yes. and the path of coming home to yourself. Yes, And that to me is so inspiring because you're getting this, you know, this death sentence by someone and you're just looking death in the face very squarely and saying, I choose differently. Yes. That takes, first of all, a lot of courage. So I just want to congratulate you for, for making that choice for humanity, because it wasn't just for you, it was for all of humanity. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, and as soon as you made that choice, look what God did, look what universe mm -hmm. did and blessing you with gifts. The yes. gift of Reiki, the gift of hypnotherapy healing, the gift now of being able to, to be a channel and a medium yeah. for other people. And right. this is what happens when you choose differently. Mm -hmm. And this resonates so deeply with me because on my own path, I've had a lot of challenges, a lot of trauma that I always go into on my podcast. And yeah. it's so beautiful to know that as conscious beings, human beings, we have choices. We have free will. And we have the free will to decide, do I live or do I fold? Do I die? <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and each, and either choice is okay. Mm -hmm. However, when we choose life, it's always a blessing. It's yeah. always a blessing. And so you started talking also a little bit of how you started to help people and how you started to use some of these tools. And we don't get a chance to get too dig too deeply into the execution of these gifts. I would love for you to share more about how you utilize your hypnotherapy. What does that look like? You know, what, how are you utilizing your Reiki? What are some of the medium experiences that you've had? Let's dig a little bit more deeper into the metaphysical thing. Okay. I love that. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yes. You know, right away when I, when I get into that energetic, uh, you know, mode of healing and then mm -hmm. the energy comes through already, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, we all have, healing energy and yes. you know as nurturers as women you know I mean it's all there right mm -hmm. it's in our hands and when we nurture our pets and our babies and you know anyone around us you know you just I mean you just caress them and right away you are providing healing so yes. I'm no different than anybody else and I'm just a conduit you know uh, the the first thing I tell anybody that I work with I'm not the healer. You are. Mm. All I can do is help you on your path. Yes. Right? To heal yourself, to bring you to find that inner power. The three keys that I teach is, first of all, getting over that fear. Mm -hmm. And through Reiki, you know, we do uh, we do different uh, practices that that help you with that. 
and uh, and then we help you to find your inner power we all have it we just yes. lose it along the way yeah you know and then lastly is um i teach a vibrational emotional scale you know going from the low vibrations of uh, anger and fear and all those to the high vibrations of joy and happiness and staying there yeah and that's and that's how you become a warrior you know yes. that's the warrior mode that i talk about mm. but actually using the reiki there's a, a lot of work i i do with them one on one but i also give them a lot of work that they can do on their own because remember it's a two way process i help you to help yourself right and then with the hypnotherapy we go like really into the deep states of meditation uh to the dna level and actually find out what caused the cancer it may not even be this generation it could have been generations before oh right? okay so go to the core of that find out the cause and then work on it from that level mm. and then we do the intergenerational healing as well where you you mm. uh uh you heal the seven generations before and seven seven generations after so that's what i did through uh, you know shamanism and so the cancer stops with me that part not go further to yeah. to my female line you know my daughters my granddaughters and so on yeah and, um with reiki we deal with the seven main chakra points right yeah uh, so you're familiar with that and uh, and i mean there are a lot more chakras but we deal with these main seven and and then when i do a reiki session i scan the body to see where the blocks are and i find them and uh, each chakra is associated with the organs that are around that chakra In yes. my case it was my heart chakra that was compromised right because mm -hmm. my breast cancer was on my left breast mm -hmm. and uh, I worked I did a lot of work with my heart chakra and the cause of that was uh, underlying stress which I found out later that I didn't know I had and you know taking care of everyone else but myself yeah right we all are familiar with that and so then when i started doing the inner work and i got over you know the uh the feeling that i it's okay to give to myself and it's mm -hmm. okay to receive receiving mm -hmm. is a gift in itself mm -hmm. and i had to learn the hard way to accept that mm -hmm. and once i gave into that things really changed for the better mm -hmm. you know and so with all this experience now anything that i teach and talk about is what i experienced or what i researched i will never talk about something that i don't know yeah part yeah so anything that people agree or don't agree with me it's my story mm -hmm. right it's only mm -hmm. what i know right and that's all i can teach i love it i love it i love it i love it Yeah you what you're doing is just so beautiful because it really is inviting people to do that work mm -hmm. and by doing and I and I understand what you're saying in terms of your modality of doing the scan of the chakras and the chakras people is chakra um for the breakdown is a sanskrit word for mm -hmm. wheel and very simply a chakra represents energy wheel 
Yes. And the energy wheels are spinning in our energetic body that is actually connected to our physical body all the way from the top of our head to the to our butt, to our tailbone. Yes. Yes. And so when we're looking at our energy centers, we have them all the way up and our heart is the actual middle of the energy centers. For, so for many of us, our heart and our solar plexus are deeply impacted. Yes. Just being yes. on this planet in that. general. <laughs> yeah, just being in this planet, being in this prison matrix, our heart and our solar plexus are deeply impacted because we are generally not allowed to live in our truth and our free and our freedom. And so it's so apropos that you're a freedom coach, because when you are able to have an open heart and an open soul, then you are truly free. Yeah. I and could not have said it better myself, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my masterclass, I go through all the chakras and all the organs that they connected to, and I go more into detail with all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love doing that energy work. You know, it just... Uh, you you feel you feel the energy when you're working through it, you know, and and all the different bodies. We go through all that: the physical body, the astral body, the energetic body, mm -hmm. and yeah, we we do a, a I do a one hour masterclass. In fact, I just finished one last week, so I do them quite often. Yes, that's great. And I want to just um, dig more deeper into your upbringing because you mm -hmm. mentioned that you come from a Hindu background, Hindi background. Yes. Yes. And for for a lot of us that are on the West, Western world, we really don't have this kind of upbringing around spirituality, yes. whereas you were literally born into it as yes. part of your programming. Mm -hmm. I would love to understand if any at all, if there is a link between your Hindu, Hindi practices or um, experiences and how maybe they started to show up as you were going on your journey in the past 10 years. Absolutely. It did. Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't fall, I don't follow any of the, you know, the heavy rituals and everything that they do. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, when I got married, uh, I was born and raised in South Africa, oh, just wow. to go even further back. And, uh, but my ancestors, uh, came from India Okay. Uh, in the 1820s. And then when, and I lived through the uh, apartheid era in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. And so my husband and I, as soon as we were married, even before we got married, we talked about leaving because we didn't want to bring up our family there. Uh, you know, so we immigrated to Canada. So mm -hmm. I've been living in this beautiful country uh, for about 45 years now. But Wow. You know, South Africa is always my first home mm. and, uh, you know, such a beautiful country and the people are beautiful. Uh, the ones, you know, we, we know, or we were allowed to know. <laughs> so, uh, and then from there, uh, you know, when I, when I got married, my, my, uh, my in-laws, uh, or, you know, were more into the rituals and that, and, you know, I was, I was not one to follow tradition. I questioned everything. And my husband, of course, didn't even do any of this kind of stuff. He didn't even, you know, believe in that, but he didn't discourage me from doing anything. So anyway, uh, when I um, uh, when when I questioned this and I asked my mother-in-law, well, you know, well, why do we do this? Like, why do we light the lamp? Why do we need this in our lives? And, you know, and and she says, well, I we just do it. 
she couldn't explain the reason why, right? And I mm. thought, no, that's not good enough for me. So I started uh, studying religions of the world. I started uh, uh, studying all the different religions of the world. And uh, I did find a common thread through all of them. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the part of spirituality uh, that were or that was present in all the religions, but it was not practiced enough. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that's what stuck with me. You know, I I found uh, uh, the same message throughout all the religions, mm. but uh, I always had my own belief system, so I didn't bother doing all that traditional stuff until much later uh, when I did get my cancer diagnosis and I went mm. back and I thought ah you know all these answers came to me well the light that lamp that you are lighting every day is the light within you that part mm -hmm. and when I had that realization I light this lamp every morning when I get up I have my own ritual that I do and uh, imagine that's my light that I light for the day and wherever I go, that light shines brightly. Uh, so yes, and you know, I think everyone has their own understanding of everything that they do, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's how it was with me. And, uh, and that's how, uh, you know, I understand everything that I do. It's gotta make, it has to make sense to me, otherwise I don't do it. Yes, I love yeah. that because the key to what you're saying here is curiosity. Like yes. you're remaining curious and in, in addition to your curiosity, you're remaining open. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is just a signal of the times because what your, what your mother experienced, what, their, what her mother and, and, and so on was a different age. Mm -hmm. And I've gone into this a little bit on the show, but not too much, but we're coming out of the Piscean age, which was the age of believing. And when we're believing, we're, we're like blindly believing, like where there's, we're, we're believing maybe and don't even have to see it or know it. Whereas mm -hmm. now in the Aquarian age, we're in a space of Aquarius. We yes. have to know, we need to know. And when to know, it means to understand. I like to say, not the understand, knowing. not overstand, but you have to understand. Yes. And it's in the understanding that we know what, what is the truth. And the way we come to knowing is through what you mentioned earlier was the experience yes, and being able to have the experience, the lived experience of going through a very challenging time, going through a near death experience, going through, you know, this Hindu, Hindu uh, practice and seeing that there really isn't much more than just some rituals here that mm -hmm. aren't really connecting more deeply to who I am. So how do mm -hmm. I make that more deeper connection? So right. I'm really glad too that you shared your background around where you came from because I did not know that you were born in <laughs> South Africa. And being born during the apartheid era too, like you said, it's carrying a heavy, heavy weight. Mm -hmm. Like my parents experienced segregation here in US and yes. I was essentially a product of that era of American apartheid. Right. And also feeling the heaviness on my heart. I've been doing a lot of work on healing mm -hmm. my heart and healing the grief that I've had been carrying, mm -hmm. that likely wasn't my own grief. That likely was mm -hmm. my parents' grief or my grandparents' grief, which, you know, my parents, I'm actually, have dealt with a lot of health challenges. My dad unexpectedly passed away in 2017 from heart complications, among mm -hmm. other things. And my mom, 
a few months later ended up ended up attempting suicide because she was dealing with some very serious mental health challenges that now have her in a dementia state. So um, I'm a full-time caregiver for my mom and she's um, actively working on healing and reversing her dementia, which I fundamentally believe in. So kind of how, you know, my mom was given a stage four, you know, diagnosis of dementia a couple years back. And I'm just like, no way, like we're going to no see way. 20 more years out of you, mom, because you've got it in you. And Absolutely. she wants it for herself, which is the, like you said, the critical point is that I have to decide, no, yes. I don't want to receive that. Yeah. And so um, I, I want to dig a little bit more deeply into your work with your clients, because mm -hmm. This healthcare system is designed to run as it as it does, and yeah. um, we can get into all the criticism and all the things and blah 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 blah. But that's not really necessary when it comes to the reality of the situation of working with a human being. Absolutely. So yeah, talk to us about kind of what that how that goes, especially when someone's coming to you so despondent. I'm getting chills because I can already embody like how it is. They're mm -hmm. just like. Cyrus, I am about to die. Like my doctor told me I have a few months to live. Yes. How do you, first of all, start that conversation with someone who was literally near death? Yes. And I have, well, someone that I'm going to be meeting with to do a, a breakthrough session with them uh, coming up soon. And that's exactly what they came with. I was just diagnosed, you know, what do I do? Yeah. Well, the first thing that I do is just listen and not say a word. Mm. Just listen and let them just get their story out. Uh, because in many cases, I don't think anyone would listen to them. I mean, really listen, right? That's why we have two ears and one mouth because we listen twice as much as we talk. So once they talk about what they are going through, uh, and then I slowly would go into step one is working around their fear. Because remember, you can't do any work when somebody is frozen in fear. That right? part, yes. You can't. You so, yeah. So step by step by step, small steps, very small steps. Because from my own experience, when you are given the diagnosis, especially when I was going through the chemo and you have a chemo brain, you can't even think like a two-year-old, leave alone trying to figure out what somebody is telling you to do, right? So you got to talk in that language uh, so that they understand and slowly and step by step by step. And we work on, uh, like I talked about the emotional scale. We find out where they are on that scale, what number they're at from number one to 10, right? And one being, I can't hear you, Erin. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, that's what I was trying to check, actually. Um, yeah. How do you do that measurement? Uh, I show them a scale and uh, I ask them. I ask them, okay, if you look at the scale now, where are you on that scale? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling fear? What are you feeling, right, emotionally? And when they tell me that and I ask them, okay, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you are? And they'll give me a number and I write it down at the beginning. And then as I work with them, I ask them that same question again at the end. 
and some of them will go up two points, some of them will stay the same. And this is how I know what the next step is mm -hmm. to do with them by using that scale. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they if they exactly where they are, then I go deeper into what I was working with. And if they are going up, then I go into the next level and give them, you know, a little more and a little more and slowly get them up that scale. Mm -hmm. But then as human beings, we go up and down that scale. Yeah, right? so, yeah. Uh, it's it's I mean, that's being human. Uh, mm -hmm. But the the the, the the goal at the end is to get up on that scale and learn how to stay in that high vibration. Yes. There's yes. so many things that you can do, but you cannot just go from low to that high and stay there. It doesn't work like that. You got to yeah. do the work. Mm -hmm. Got to do the work. Yes. And then uh, in addition to, uh, uh, then I use the, the Reiki and the hypnotherapy. I do a lot of coaching mm -hmm. in between. Then the hypnotherapy, I need more time with that, which I talk about. And I don't work with time. Like I say, okay, if you have a session with me, it's not about paying for one hour. I said, I don't work like that. Uh, when you come to me, it's all about your transformation. It could take 20 minutes. It could take 90 minutes. You have to be prepared to spend that time. I don't go mm. by time. I mean, within reason, I'm not going to spend five hours, right? But yeah. within reason... I work with you until you get the transformation that you need. That part, that's, that's important. important. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's 10 minutes. For some people, it could take an hour. So this is the way I work. So mm -hmm. don't you know, think about, okay, I paid so much and it's for the hour. It doesn't work like that. Mm. It's all about your transformation. I love it. And then I, I noticed you were talking too of just about the tools that you start to equip people with. And, and what are some tools then that you, you're doing the hypnotherapy, you're doing the Reiki, and are there other tools when people are going away? Are they still um, inviting in the Western traditional medical practices, like sometimes chemotherapy or sometimes mm -hmm. lots of um, medication, pharmaceuticals. So they're still, and are there, is there coordination between you and some of their traditional medical people or how does that work? Well, absolutely. Because I believe in working together because it's, you know, when we work together, we find results. So you work mm -hmm. together with your medical system because you still need all your testing done. You still mm -hmm. need uh, your medical team. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I tell them. I'm not mm -hmm. a doctor, you know, so you still need your medical team. But you work in addition to that. Like when I was going mm -hmm. through my chemo, uh, I, I recite mantras and I'm, in, you know, I, I have all the different uh, crystals around me and mm -hmm. I use uh, 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 sound healing mm -hmm. and I have tuning forks. You know, I have all these now. But when I was going through my own journey, I didn't have so many things. And what I did have was my mantras. And, mm -hmm. uh, and as that uh, chemo, uh, you know, uh, medicine was going through me, I'd look at it and I said, and I uh, envision it as an elixir going oh. through my body and healing every cell in my body. Yes. And I recite the mantras and I played on my, on my uh, phone next to me because I'm sitting there for five hours through this treatment, right? And, and, and one thing I did, anyone that's listening, you know, these are some of the tips that you can uh, maybe follow. One thing that really helped me, uh, because, you know, when you're going through chemo, um, you have no appetite, you cannot taste anything, 
you know, but your body needs some nutrition. And uh, even though the medical team will tell you, oh, you can't take this or you can't take that, it's going to affect the, you know, the results of the chemo. Well, see, I to- like I told you earlier, I don't listen to traditional stuff, right? I do what my body tells me it needs. And Very important. you listen, your body will tell you what it needs. Yes. I found out that miso, organic miso soup is available in any store. You take, you drink a cup of that before you go for your chemo. It provides that little bit of nutrition mm-hmm. and it helps you get that little bit of strength. And then when I came back after the chemo, I'd have another cup of that. And that's all I had, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could not keep anything down and I'd be out, you know. And then after two weeks, I'd start to feel a little better again. And boom, you had to go for your next treatment. Yeah, right? yeah. But this is how I found out. I studied, I researched. And these are all the information that I give to everyone that's working with me. And in my master classes, I give a lot of this information on diet and nutrition and, uh, you know, what really helped me through Mm -hmm. this journey and uh, Mm -hmm. like what can help you and simple things like uh, writing a gratitude journal, starting a gratitude journal, being Mm -hmm. in gratitude for every little thing that you have, you know, Mm -hmm. and manifestation. It just it just all comes naturally. So but starting with the small steps, you know, and working up. And you, I mean, cancer grows in your body for years and years and years. So you are not just going to heal it overnight. Yeah. No, you have to, it's a process. Mm -hmm. It came to tell you, it came with a message, you know, to tell you to slow down, to, to take care of yourself. Your self-care is important. And, and because of that, you have to start with the small steps and work on your, and make, and make that your uh, your routine, you know, like brushing your teeth, your self-care should be part of your daily routine. I love that. And and what resonated with me most deeply was your call to action of listening to yourself. Yes. Because I, I think that just in life in general, not just in medicine, we give away our agency to other people. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it earlier, especially as women, we're always doing for others. We're always concerned about others. We want others to see us as doing well and being our best and being nice and being good. And mm-hmm. then we're taught to obey. So we get these doctor's orders and we want to do everything the doctor says when the doctor is going off a script, like literally it's called mm-hmm. a prescription. So it's yeah. literally a script that he literally has, he or she or they are, are, are just kind of in many ways just reading off of um, based off what other people had deemed wasn't so good for someone else to be honest yes and and so in this moment you're really inviting people to tune in mm-hmm. is which the part that I really love because that's really what the metaphysical journey is about is tuning yes. into yourself yes. and not only are you listening to yourself but if you can't listen to yourself first ask yourself what do I want? What does my body need? What will make me feel whole? And by just asking yourself those questions, then if you aren't necessarily hearing it from within, you're sometimes able to see the signs without. Like sometimes you're watching a TV show or you may hear someone mention something to you. Like today you talked about the miso soup that may resonate with someone who is going through a tough time. So I really, really love that you're encouraging people to tune in and listen to what your body needs. Mm -hmm. And also the part that was really stellar was with the cancer. 
and you're you saying that the cancer is sending you a message. Yes. And I love to say that because I am, am a Tai Chi master. I just um, came off of that journey um, in October of last year. And, um, and I learned so much in that process of, of, um, you know, learning Tai Chi and and listening to pain. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. and right now I'm really struggling with menstrual cramps. I get really bad, you know, monthly cramps. And before I used to want to pop, you know, painkillers, I used to want to, you know, make them go away as fast as possible. But now I'm really, you know, actually eager to listen to these cramps that I used to just, I really would. Uh, you know, I feel like most women, we dread it, you know, that time of the month. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity to listen to our body and listen to what our body is trying to tell us because it's speaking to us. Our body has a voice too from the organs that you mentioned before and that the organs are connected to our energy. Mm -hmm. So this is a really good opportunity. I hope that people listening to this can receive this, that when you're going through a health challenge, whether it's something as severe as cancer or any, some other kind of disease, or if it's something as simple as just your monthly, you know, cycle, which we're all dealing with as women. (laughs) And, and we have this pain in our body to listen to the pain, to sit with the pain. Mm -hmm. And like you said, slow down, Mm -hmm. you know, be still. And for me, I like to do a little bit movement, a little bit of yoga through Mm -hmm. the pain. So I can really tune into what my body is telling me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I share something with you, Erin, yes. that might help that might help many people? A simple thing that that I do. And you know, to me, meditation uh, is not just sitting on a mat for hours and being silent, right? Yeah, no. that too. Yeah. But meditation is finding something that brings you joy and love to do, you know, uh, like for me, it's gardening, it's music. Uh, find that joy. And do that every day, and that will raise your vibration high. And then every time you feel down, think of something that made you happy like that, you know, and that'll raise your vibration. But what I want to really share is uh, when I go through my meditations or my process in the morning, you know, even though I do the Reiki and I do everything else to help my body, but I always end with this. Uh, you can, you know, people can write it down if they want. I always put my hands on my heart and I always say, my body is intelligent and knows how to heal itself. And I take, you know, after I do my breathing, some deep breaths, and I say that a few times, my body is intelligent and knows how to heal itself. Yeah, my body is intelligent and knows how to heal itself. And then I also teach simple breathing techniques and then I follow it. And like you were talking about the cramps, you know, uh, and and breath is what connects us, right? To Mother Earth, Father Sky, you name it. Uh, that's what connects us to everything. And wherever the pain is in your body, breathe into that pain, mm-hmm. accept it, say, I know you there. I hear you. I feel you. It's okay. Yeah. We can go through this together. Yeah. And just breathe into that pain, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and the more you do it to show that I hear you, I know you're there. And eventually, you know, it'll go, oh yeah, she got my message. It's time for me to leave. And that's exactly what I told the cancer. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I did, you know, the, the journal that I wrote, the journal that I wrote, that I still write, I started in 2018 or 2016, I can't remember now, but that has turned into a book. And I've written three chapters and I put it away. So I think that book is, is talking to me now. It's ready to be born. Yeah, it's ready <laughs> so to I'm be gonna start working on it. Yeah. I love to hear that. Oh yeah. yeah. My body is intelligent and knows how to heal itself. Yes. Isn't I that love powerful? that mantra. It's very powerful because it speaks yeah. to the metaphysics of who we are. We are right. we are conscious beings of intelligence, of intelligent mm-hmm. light. Yeah. And so if we're not in an acknowledgement of that gift, that is our direct connection to God. That's our direct connection Absolutely. to the Lord. That's our direct connection to the universe. And by yeah. tapping into that and acknowledging that intelligence, it has mm-hmm. no choice but to be activated. Yeah. Be and activated. I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of times we tend to interfere with that intelligence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and stop it or block that. So, uh, and you know how that just came to me, that sentence, uh, when I was meditating and I'm doing all this stuff, you know, and I could hear my body telling me that, you know, I'm intelligent. I know how to heal myself. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, geez, you know, I didn't acknowledge that. So let me start acknowledging it. So then I I started doing that. You know, I know you are there and I'm doing this to help you, but I know you are intelligent and know how to heal yourself. So that's so beautiful. Isn't that so powerful? You know, I still can't believe that that is that powerful. So anytime you're going through anything, even if you're not, you know, you just say it. So you you prevent something from coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's just teaching you to focus inward and know that hey, there's so much more than this this physical body that we are. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, absolutely. And I I know we're kind of coming up to the end of our time here, so yeah. I want to just uh, allow you to share more about your resources because you mentioned a masterclass, you mentioned you have sessions. Talk a little bit more about your offerings. Um. I, I do. I started a Facebook group. Okay. And it's a closed Facebook group. It's for, it's a, it's called cancer freedom sisterhood. Okay. And, uh, yes. And anyone that's going through the journey or knows of someone that's going through are welcome to join. I have lots and lots of free interviews on there and, uh, you know, just information that, that, uh, people will find, uh, informative and, uh, questions you can ask any kind of question and somebody will answer your question and I read all my comments. So I will be in there answering questions as well. And from the Facebook group, uh, you can have, you know, connections to my, my uh, website and my business page and, you know, and everything else. So I'd like people to first of all go there because that's where I live stream my uh, masterclasses Okay. And uh, all the information will be in the Facebook group. Nice. But my website also has a free gift. It's a workbook that you can download and work on. Uh, sarasnaidu.com, my name, uh, .com. And so that's the other place you can go to to find out more about me and what I do. 
Awesome. I love to hear it. And of course, all those that are listening or watching will have these links in the show notes. Um, Sarah will provide those for us so that we can include them for you in the links below. And yeah. I just wanted to say if there's anything else you want to close with, I, I mean, I'm sure you have some nuggets of wisdom for, for those that made it this far to the end. <laughs> you know, uh, I this always comes to me when someone asks me that question. Uh, don't be afraid to receive. You know, look at receiving as a gift. When when somebody gives it to you, especially when it comes like to money, right? Because that's your abundance. Anything you receive is abundance. It's not just money. So look at receiving something from someone else as a gift. Because by you receiving that, you are giving the other person the opportunity of giving. And giving, we all know, you know, we all love to give, right? That's a gift. So give the other person that opportunity of that gift of giving something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you receiving something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to talk about, you know, when I have four children and they live all over the world and they all took turns to come and take care of us. And I was not used to that receiving, you know, I'm always giving, giving, giving and doing things for them. But when I was going through my chemo and I was forced to lay on the bed and couldn't do anything. And, you know, I get emotional talking about this. And when my children actually one by one came and sat with me and made a meal for me and actually fed me, you know, I get emotional thinking about that. To me, that was the biggest gift I could ever receive. And to see the joy on their faces that I enjoyed what they gave to me. So please don't be afraid of receiving in love from somebody. Yes. Yeah. I received that. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was perfect. Thank you so much, Miss Sarah, for your time. Thank you, (laughs) Erin. For your energy, (laughs) for your gift of knowledge, your gift of wisdom, and your gift of very deep experience. Um, I'm in tears right now. And for all of my listeners, thank you so much for following the Meta Business Millennial Podcast, for listening to us today. And you know how to find me at I am Erin Patton on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. And of course, you can check out more resources on my website, submitabusiness.world. <laughs> and, um, and of course, yeah, just continue to listen to the Meta Business Millennial podcast. We will catch you on our next episode. And with that, I love you all so much. Peace. Yes, thank you. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, erinpatton.com, to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace. Peace.